This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3371 for Monday the 5th of July 2021. Today's show is entitled HPR Community News for June 2021 and is part of the series HPR Community News. It is hosted by HPR volunteers and is about 66 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, Dave and Ken talk about shows released and comments posted in June 2021. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. My name is Ken Fallon, and welcome to today's episode of Hacker Public Radio. This is Hacker Public Radio Community News for June 2021. Joining me this this evening is... Hi there, it's Dave Morris. And for those of you new to the show, Dave will now tell us what HPR is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What what is it again? (laughs) Remind me, yeah. Some sort of podcast thing, isn't it? Oh, yes, yes. It's a, it's not, it's not a community. Well, it, there's a community behind it, but it's a podcast that uh, produces a show every weekday, and uh, by the community for the community, which is a phrase we like to use quite a lot. And uh, yeah, it's been going on for a, for many, many years now. I don't remember exactly how many, fifteen, something like that, is it? So uh, yeah. So what we want is hosts. So please join us. Fifteen years, nine months, and twenty-one days, Dave. There you go. And the community news show is where the janitors who are responsible for keeping HPR taking over, not for making decisions, which is kind of odd. Uh, for a lot of people, have trouble with that, but we're not. Uh, where we come on and basically run down through all the shows that were released in the last month, tell you any news that uh, was new and interesting. And most importantly, introduce new hosts that joined us this month. And they are Dave. Oh, well, the new hosts are our legion. Oh, sorry, zero. <gasps> yeah, yeah, it's, it's shocking, isn't it? I mean, wh- wh- so, why? Why? And we know all these people who would be making shows and yet they haven't stepped forward. And, oh, yes, so they must be shy. Disappointing. They must be shy, Dave. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Anyway, hopefully next month we'll see an improvement on that when you, dear listener, decide to press record. Okay, let's go through the shows. Ethical Analysis of Renewable Energy Conservation by Paul Quirk. This was an interesting one. I was not expecting it to go the way it did. And for more information, you're going to need to listen to the show. Indeed. And indeed, you could read the uh, the original essay that he, he based this on, which is which is quite interesting to, to read. Yeah, very. Yeah. No, it was a, it's a good show. More of these these yeah, type of yeah. shows is, quite, uh, uh, would be welcome. Quite, academic. quite an yeah. academic thing and some interesting points being made. 
um, with, to my mind, the sort of density of, of information that didn't quite stick in my head. <laughs> I did make a note to go back and listen, but I have not had a chance yet. But uh, yeah, worth a, worth a second listen, I think, if, if, you're, if you're interested. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's basically about uh, solar panels and making sure, you know, the cycle of poverty and, and that sort of thing as well. How do you make sure that everybody gets access to renewable energy? Because it's, it's uh, essentially all our problems that we need to fix. Oh, true. true. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, the following day, we did a dedicated show on feedback that we got from Hedora. And there was some comments by Hawkins the Wizard, um, who said, I've been wanting to comment about this for some time. The quality of the audio is somewhat important, but not a qualifier. qualifier. But what I at least want is the level of the volume to be normalized 95%. It's hard to hear in a noisy environment like a car or places with background noise. This is easy for a uh, submitted sample. Run all input submits through a normalizer and compressor. Volume checks in mumble radio should also normalize. And I will comment on that. We do that. Every show is normalized, but it is just an automatic process and sometimes it doesn't work. Again, if anybody has more information on how to automate that, that's absolutely fine. If somebody wants to do it manually, that's also fine, but uh, <laughs> be prepared for a busy life. Mm-hmm. It's non-trivial. So, <clears throat> Although uh, that said, we do have the originals of any show, so if anyone wants to go... Uh, we do have the originals of some shows, so if anyone does want to go and uh, edit the audios for any of the shows that we do have the originals for, then knock yourself out. We will repost them for you. Says he, giving Dave more work. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, we can do it. We can do it. So second comment was me who uh, commenting on... Um, the, I was trying to remember the show This American Life. What was the context of that? Did, did we talk about Yeah, it was about uh, somebody, they were doing an interview and then somebody butts in telling you what it is that they were talking mm, about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So listening to this, I've remembered what I was complaining about in the show. And uh, I was referring to podcasts and presumably radio shows like This American Life, which interview people but translate what they're saying over the top of them. This is a style that many broadcasters seem to have adopted. Many of the BBC podcasts I've stopped listening to do this too. I find it distracting and insulting to the interviewee. It seems to be an example of media people reinterpreting what experts are saying in many cases. We know how much misinformation comes from this practice. If this is professional, I don't want to have anything to do with it. There you go. The following day, we had an interview with Paul Ramsey, uh, Foss aficionado and entrepreneur from Open Geofame. Uh, this related to uh, Postgres SQL. Found this one actually fascinating. These guys have the ability to get people to on to do interviews, which is great. Yes, yes. This this guy is one of the primary develop developers of Postgis. Is that how you say it? Uh, which yep. is the the um, a graph. Uh, a geographical interface thing 
sits on top of Postgres, which mm-hmm. uh, lets you do all sorts of map-related coordinate stuff. And, uh, yeah, he was talking uh, – he, he mentioned this to some extent, but he had lots to say on the future of free software and open source and, and all of that. So, yeah, it's it a fascinating uh, chat. So if you haven't uh, had a chance to listen to that, go and, go and download it. It's well worth a listen. And the next day, we had Blending Layers by uh, Ahuka. And this is about in the GIMP series and the number of ways that you can blend layers. And I know Ahuka doesn't get a lot of feedback on these shows, but I think that's due to the nature of the, you know, people understand that he's putting a whole series together. But just like the uh, the Open Office, uh, LibreOffice series, it's like this is just rock solid, you know, concrete foundations for uh, HBR. It's brilliant, brilliant stuff. Can't Give yeah, too yeah. much praise on this. Absolutely, absolutely. It's um, it's getting into a lot more depth with this particular aspect of the subject, and talking about the sort of maths of how you you do this merge of of layers is uh, well, it, it, it goes off my head to a large extent, but it sounds as if it's going to have a lot of, uh, of of interest there if you if you want to get into it. So yeah, good stuff. And as I said before, a lot of the stuff that he's talking about in GIMP is, you know, it's going to be the same in Photoshop or it's going to be the same in other tools such as using like mm-hmm. Blender or Inkscape. Yeah. So well worth a listen. If you haven't uh, followed this series, might be no harm to just uh, click on the part of the series GIMP, click on that, and there's a separate feed there for uh, this this entire series. You can download it and listen in one go. Cool. Next day, community news. We said nothing that was of any interest to anybody because nobody gave us any feedback. <laughs> true, true. Oh, yeah. yeah. Must try harder. And then we had the New Year's show. Uh, this was episode four already. Wow. Uh, text editors, X11 Wayland. Uh, Mastodon distribution, Geo, Flirk music culture. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had a live, uh, we had a live playing of a song, which is something that I I was was not aware of, which is kind of cool. Yes, was it that one or was it the a later one? But yeah, it was um, Moss from the yeah. the the Mintcast, who uh, is a filk musician, and he also explained why it's called filk because mm-hmm. <laughs> the eyes right next to O on the keyboard. He said, so it was a misprint, a mistype, <laughs> it's a typo, <laughs> which I love. That's wonderful. That that, that oh, makes it much better. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's an interesting guy actually. Most interesting. I I, I was fascinated hearing his uh, his comments on all manner of things. And uh, I I must say I'm struggling when I hear. I, I don't take this wrong, people in the states, but I struggle when I hear people struggling with medical issues and that not being treated for lack of money. That just ah, oh. yeah. Oh yeah, just hurts. It pains me. Pains me. Pains me. Pains me. What can you say? I know it's it's, it's in this country. It's like going back to the nineteen twenties or something like that. You know that uh, 
and even then, I don't think it was quite as as dire as it is in um, in the USA. Yeah, I don't think we're getting political here, but I think we've covered all, we've already covered. Uh, you know, the, the NHS is a very people would say socialistic uh, <laughs> organization. You know, healthcare provided by the state, and in the Netherlands, it's the it's exactly the other way around. It's completely capitalistic. All the hospitals are privatized, but everybody's required to have health insurance, and if you can't afford it, then it is given to you reluctantly. But all kids are. Uh, at least up until the age of 18 or 20, whenever they leave college, I think, are automatically get everything, you know, including dental and all the rest. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. uh, it's just a pity. It's like that, uh, you know, the Breaking Bad. <laughs> I saw a, a comment on that in uh, uh, one time. Some Swedish guy says, if this was in Sweden, the whole plot of the series would be he gets cancer, he goes to hospital for treatment. <laughs> End of series. Yes. Anywho, yes. Hanky uh, was saying, thanking. I would like to thank the entire hacker public radio community for participating in the New Year show. Cool. Absolutely. Next day, some guy on the internet. Apt splunking. My terminal journey part one. Excellent tips here. And loads of comments. Yes. He's uh yeah. He, he, oh my God! Loads of comments. He, oh, he's come at this in such an interesting way. I think exactly. it's got every everybody, you know, who goes, "Wow, never thought to to do things like this." Yeah. Okay, let's start with FXB says, "Good listening, long time Linux user. I but can fully sympathise with some guy on the internet's experience. Seems to be a particular pattern." in how many of us learn to use the command line. Really well explained, though, will make excellent listening for anyone who's new to the command line and who finds it scary. Good stuff, man. Look forward to hearing more. (laughs) Jezra says, hey, that's how I learned. Wonderful show. It was an absolute delight to hear your command line adventure. There's one thing I've learned about the command line in my years of computing. It's that there's always more to learn about the command line. Smiley face. Very good. Um, Trey says, well done. Keep up the good work. I've been using various flavors of Unix over since the 80s, and I'm still learning things. Your detailed and careful explanations are great for a beginner and even listening to and even interesting to folks like me. Don't worry about being new. You are learning method, Dave. Methodically. Thank you. And you're sharing what you learn with others. That is always to be commended. Thank you. Yeah, good point. Excellent. And Archer72 says, good to hear this one. Long time Linux user, but still learning. I will definitely go back and listen again. Two packages you might try are NNN and Ranger. Never heard of Ranger. Which I think... I thought... I thought I'd heard of them both through HBR, but um, I might be wrong. Okay. Anyway, they're terminal application file managers. They both have good uses, just a different approach and key bindings. Look forward to hearing more. And some guy on the internet replied, giving thanks. Thank you all for your encouragement and kind words. I tried to provide more shows on this and other topics. Has anyone had any issues with the sound quality or the volume of the episode? Just a QA check. Sesame Mucho says, nice. 
Fine show with good audio, as have been all your shows. I enjoyed the clear presentation. Always like hearing different ways to use the command line. Thanks. And Frank says, comments, feedback on your show, part one. Frank, Frank, you know my rule. <laughs> okay, let's read it. Hey, some guy. Regarding your surprise about PWD, I didn't know the actual history. Your assumption of a minimal prompt might be true. However, PWD is very handy for scripting. Bear in mind that scripts don't have a prompt. Smiley face, winky face. Pretend you're in directory A and some script is in directory B. So on the terminal, you enter B slash script to run it. Now within the script, there's a variable $0 uh, contains that calling string. Uh, in that case, B slash script. But if you call PWD in that script, it returns A warning. So if you use dot forward slash as the path for your dump files, that means the files are will be created at your present working directory, PWD. I often write quick and dirty scripts for one-off tasks. They tend to use relatively relative paths for simplicity. In such cases, I use the following line at the start of the script. CD, quote, dollar sign, open bracket, dear name, space, dollar Z, dollar zero, close bracket, close double quote. And that's, what do we call that, Dave? That's command? That's a command substitution. Command substitution. You can do it with back ticks, but this is a better way to do it. Anywho. This changes the script current directory to what is actually located, uh, to where it is actually located. The quotes are there to handle spaces in the path names and are a good habit to acquire. I'm kind of a language purist and don't like final names riddled with underscores. I find them hard to read and hard to work with. Now we'll go into part two, Frank. Yes. <laughs> okay, my See turn. you after class, Frank. I had to split my comment into two parts because I was getting an error that if I did it in one yes, post. Yes, and I yes. refer you to our decision to keep it short, that if you are going over one comment, you would be submitting a show. Mm. <laughs> Anywho. So about you, that, do you want, do you want me to do now? this one? Yeah, 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 just to so give you a rest. Um, he says about bash keyboard shortcuts. It's not a default setting in most distros, but I think it was in mine when I started with Linux, and now I can't live without it. It allows to type a few characters and then, with the page up down keys, page through all history entries that start with those characters you typed. For that, put following into slash etc slash input rc or tilde slash dot input rc. And he, he gives um, some uh, character sequences which I won't read out. I just think that's a good idea, which allow you to do history search forward, history search backwards. But they're here in the comment. Um, regarding grep, it, this comes from, he means the name, comes from the G command of the ED editor, ed, um, as far as I'm IRC. G means do the following command globally on the file. Vim has the colon G command, which does exactly that. RE is the command to run and re and means match with regular expression. And P means if it matches, simply print the line. 
Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you look at computer file, is it? Is that what yeah. it's called the, on YouTube? Um, Brian Kernigan is on there, and he explains that because he. I don't know if he originated it or if he was in in the room when it was originated, and he he uh, explains that, that pretty much the same way. And, and yeah, and he's also a fantastic guy to listen to. So yes, yes. recommend yes. that. Recommend that. P.S. It's necessary to. It is unnecessary to touch a file if you write something to it right after, unless you use the resulting value of touch for error checking. Happy Bimming, he says. That would have been such a good show, Dave. Just right there. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's got so much meat in there, and we go. Yeah. Yep, just imagine. And, and the basis for so many other shows. For example, other escape things that you can put into your uh, input RC file. Mm-hmm. Advantages and disadvantages of doing so. Yes, yes. Oh, there's there's quite a lot there. But all those shows are lost like tears in rain. <laughs> Anywho, moving on. My devices. I walk around my house and talk about any interesting devices I have. And I added show notes to this because uh operator has a different view to whether show notes should be released or not. And he has the correct view, which is that if show notes are not provided, uh, that's fine. Your requirement is to submit a show, not the show notes. However, Dave and I mistakenly fell into the trap of being so convinced that we need show notes that we do them for people who don't. Yes, yes. So... You we don't got. always want to re-listen to the show to get the, the various things. What was that thing he said? Oh, oh, let's go and check the notes. Oh, there it is. Right, I'll go and check that out. Um, yeah, it's just just why, why we've learned to write as a species. I thought that we could keep notes. Anyway, but yeah, that's... Uh, that's no, there, are, there are definite advantages for submitting shows, but as janitors, we overstepped our mark, insisting, overstepped the line, insisting that people should submit shows it would be great if they would but they do not have to however this one definitely uh needed show notes because half of the things on this list and i've already sent him a list of <laughs> there's like from number one to 34 um of the things i've sent him a list that i had never heard about and that i actually want to hear more shows about so that's excellent and I would have thought his house was very busy with stuff until I've moved because we're renovating our own house at the moment. And I had like three or four different boxes of computer stuff to bring over here. And I was thinking, surely I don't, we don't use all that all the time. But yes, apparently we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's all too easy. Yeah, just I were. Uh, we're sleeping downstairs in the living room now and I kind of fold out bed because uh, the kids have their own rooms and um, God at night yeah I have to wear an eye patch because there's so many blinking lights around <laughs> computers <laughs> and power strips and flashing <laughs> chargers and yeah, yeah. raspberry pies with network things on them that you don't notice because <laughs> they're all downstairs in the living room uh, uh-huh, uh-huh uh-huh yeah, oh, same. I've got uh, a number of switches, uh, network switches, and the, and for some reason they're always blinking. I don't know what, what yeah, yeah. is going on. 
this there's one here on the desk with uh, it's just flashy 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 all the time so yeah it's can't have that next to you when you're sleeping but there was a load of stuff in here that i'd never heard of before i i you know even something as simple as gorilla glue no idea do you have gorilla glue in the uk yeah 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 not, never heard of it not not a great fan of it myself um it's uh it's more hype than than glue it was my impression um, <laughs> it's 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 um it sort of uh, foams slightly and and sets like like a sort of um toffee like material which is not very strong it's probably okay, strong right there, in it itself but it doesn't doesn't glue things together well right but, there uh, mm-hmm. there's somebody out there who is right now thinking oh well i know more about i i can i want to give dave feedback on that particular comment uh, could that person please do a whole series and blues because uh it's something that we haven't covered and they're in huge amount of use around the house uh, and in building like they, the new house they put builders glue in instead of uh, you know concrete in between the blocks they put up builders glue oh, so, uh, glue technology is amazing so maybe I'm wrong about Gorilla Glue and, and it's got yeah, a lot better but it certainly doing wasn't wrong? The, um, there's a guy I watch on YouTube who one of his he's an, an engineer but he's also a woodworker and he was saying Look at this Gorilla Glue, and I'm going to stick these two bits of wood together with a really strong joint, put Gorilla Glue in it, and then I'm going to do the same one with woodworking glue, and I'm going to see which one's the strongest. Of course, the yeah. woodworking glue is the strongest because it soaks into the, into the wood, yeah, and it's made exactly. of wood, etc. And the Gorilla Glue just, just shattered. Yeah, so, well, it's probably that you need it for the right application. Anyway, why are we yeah, taking somebody yeah, else's yeah. show, Dave? I know, I know. We could have made a show out of this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, perhaps not, perhaps not. So the following day, we had another show by operator, uh, Tiki Hell. Don't buy Tiki anything. And um, this show was about, uh, you know, those Tiki lamps? You know, outdoor... So, uh, torches things. Oil lamps, yeah. torches type mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, where to get... Them. that's another thing that I don't think we have we tend to use I've seen them around in some people's gardens but not that often yeah I've not seen them much I think I've seen them in the DIY shops but uh, I'm not sure how much they uh, they sell I think they you get with citronella in them so they're supposed yeah. to, to, to scare off the the, the biting the things it's, it's midges here more than mosquitoes. Yeah. But um, as you told me, midges are mosquitoes. Well, they're not actually, but they're 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 biting insects. Um, I thought I thought remember when we did that interview? Uh I did an interview when, with the with the guys and they said there was mosquitoes and midges there were a form of mosquitoes. Don't think so. I don't think so. Mm. Uh, fight, my, fight, fight. My <laughs> Well, we never studied um, midges in 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 my biology degree, but we certainly looked at mosquitoes with great with great interest. In fact, I worked in a lab where they had a a large colony of mosquitoes. I um, used to go and watch the guy feeding them on him, um, as you do. And uh, yeah, it's but midges are midges are much smaller, and they're, they're particularly in like places like Scotland and Canada and. 
Russia. Yeah, they're, they're really annoying. And they're absolutely deadly things. They're really, they bite, they just, ah, just drive yeah. me insane. Just yes. A midge is a small fly, including species in several families of non-mosquito, nematocarian diphtheria. So, they're not mosquitoes. Interesting. Diptera, mm-hmm. probably, that is. They probably, two, probably. Two winged flies, the, the dipped being the, the wings. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're lovely, lovely, bitey things. But they're, they're tiny. Tiny, tiny. They're, uh, they used to drive me nuts in the summer. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, be up you, in the fields and or cutting, you know, on the tractor going around in the meadow on the land. You know, ah. Anyhow, that's that. That is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Next yeah. day, HBR community stops by for a chat. This is episode five. In this episode, we talk about vaccinations, COVID lockdown, vaccinations, virtual conferences, programming languages, the size of Texas, religion, and Linux. Pretty much a normal day for <laughs> having conversation. To which Hunky says, uh, thank you. I would like to thank Dan from the Linux Sync Tech Show for playing the promo for the New Year show on the Tilts podcast. Thank you. That, that episode is nearly five hours long. <laughs> four, well, yeah. four, four hours, 41. Yeah. I looked at that and I went, no, no, it's too long, too long. But it wasn't. It was, I thought it was great. But anyway. Kevin doesn't agree. Kevin, on the other hand, says, nice show, but too long. I really do enjoy hearing New Year's Eve shows, but this one was 282 minutes long. That is almost, and that is most of the way to five hours. I'd have divided this into four shows, each of which would have been a bit over an hour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a a slice somewhere would have been good, but I... How to... uh, Yeah, yeah. that's the thing about the New Year's show. How do you... How do you divide it's hard up? to know where yeah. a good point to, to, to cut. I was doing a, a lot of cooking that day, and having having that going on in the background, not requiring a lot of attention, but but really entertaining. I thought it was absolutely great. It really really made my cooking experiences a lot of fun. I had the the same. I was going, oh my god, how am I going to? Where, where am I going to get five hours for listening to the show? And then I was, I was just doing something, and it was going on in the background, and it was fine. It was, and then at the end of it, I was going, oh, right, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I I could see that I had, I was a bit behind with listening to HBR shows, and I was thinking, oh, it's, it's Wednesday. How many hours of listening have I got before Saturday when we do our recording? And it was something like 20 hours. How am I going to do that? Do you have that some weeks? It might be 20 minutes, and sometimes it's, yeah. Laughs like a box of chocolates. Yep. Uh, following day, uh, some guy on the internet are we shorting that to Esguontine? Esgotti. Esgotti doesn't sound that that wonderful a, a name. No, he might. No, no. He might quite like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you, uh, where are we? Uh, Absplunky. Yeah, about package managers using the um, apt in various different ways. Quite interesting. Yes. Uh, Yes, another case of somebody taking a different view on things than maybe you've done yourself and 
uh, and finding things that you you've you know been there when you were looking but you didn't notice them or, uh, yeah know, and 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 yeah i found it it's really nice looking at looking at apt and dp kg package managers and he 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 came up with a, with a bunch of things that I was not not that clear about myself, and never really bothered to look. And I've uh, never seen really. some of this stuff before. No, no. So it was really good. Enjoyed that. I shall be referring to this in the future. Show notes is impeccable. Mm. Oh, the show notes are brilliant. Yeah, yeah, he's done a great job there. Um, although he doesn't need to link his other shows in because that's already covered in the series. But yes, still, yes, I was no harm. Yeah. No harm. So, yeah, is it my turn to do a comment or I've got a question? I think you did, Kevin, the last time. Okay, go on then. BJB says, I loved listening to your talk. As a longtime Debian based distro user, I learned some things about Apt. Thank you. Plus, the recording was well done, good sound levels, clear, no background noises, and you explain things really well. Thanks. Having the show notes is an extra bonus. Full marks all around there. Mm, absolutely. Your MTP score has gone up to 9.9. <laughs> Blast him. A wicked Sega Genesis Mega Drive emulator and an interview with author of brought to you by Sigflop, the most latest of all hackers. <laughs> yes, yes. The uh, This is great. I, like, I love to hear yeah. interviews with people who are so deeply into this sort of stuff and obviously mike who was being interviewed was uh was was uh, very 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 deep into this subject good stuff no comments on that yet we'll probably have to wait another 20 years before the mega drive people get round to uh <laughs> 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 on to the web oh that was that was a nasty no that was nasty we love we love shows about uh retro computing which we don't get enough of either dave no, true enough, true enough. There's, there's a lot of people who are delving into that subject. We could do, do with hearing from more of them, I think. And this is uh, the next day, Linux Outlaws, political politicians and artificial intelligence and more stuff about TensorFlow and PyTorch. Yeah. yeah and uh, good links as well. Yes, yes. There's quite a lot of, a lot of things to follow up there. It uh, again, I, I know so little about this sort of stuff, but um, yeah, good stuff. Good Some stuff. good stuff on CompuFile about this as well. Um, but I haven't been, I haven't been, I'm way behind on all my non amateur radio stuff, mm-hmm. uh, all my podcasts, and uh, basically for the last what since lockdown started. In February of last year, I the classes went online, and I started studying to become a ham radio operator. And last weekend, this Monday, I passed my full exam. So I am now a ham radio operator, waiting for my certificate to come over, so I can legally use a radio at last. Fantastic! Yes, well, congratulations. Um, Thank you. Yeah. But this is why I'm behind on all my uh, tech podcasts and stuff. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fair enough. It's so you can expect some ham radio shows from me shortly. <laughs> By shortly, I mean sometime in the next 15 years. <laughs> anyway, what has that got to do with anything? Yeah, uh, that episode 
deep learning, artificial intelligence, computer file, and they do some quite good stuff there on uh, explaining um, artificial intelligence and how it works and how scary you should be. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't actually followed them lately. Um, so yeah, I've also got holes in my uh, watching lately. So I tended to be watching that that volcano in uh, in uh, um, Iceland more than I should. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite. It looks incredibly scary. So the following day, we had a in the privacy and security. Uh, series we had a show from Ahuka. A type of malware attack named Joker has been affecting Android devices. And in this episode, we dig a little deeper on uh, what it is and how it works. Mm, that was good, actually. Yes. Yeah, actually. Yes, I hadn't uh, realised that, that that there was stuff that was still lurking about in this sort of way for, for such a long time. He did a very good job of um, going through how it works and the various different stages involved in it. And he's got excellent links and show notes also mm-hmm. to his uh, to his WordPress blog where you can pretty much read a... I don't know if it's a, a transcript, but it's the equivalent of yep, quite stuff. a few shows this, this month. We had episode nine in which Hunky says, I would like to thank members of the You Random podcast for having me and Kevin Wisher on to promote the New Year show, which in itself was a very interesting show. And we were discussing vaccinations, movies, uh, and oh yeah, this could be the one where the uh, song was performed. It was, yes, yes. Yeah. It's yeah, Alice, Alice, the first woman on, woman the, moon. on the moon. That, <laughs> was a, that was a deep song, that was. It was, it was. It, um, the, there was a joke about about this subject on uh, Futurama, where they go to the moon and there's uh, there's there's uh, all this stuff about whalers on the moon, yeah, um, which is all about you know people completely misunderstanding history after in in hundred thousand years or whatever it was, and uh, yeah, Alice the first woman on the moon was was from a sitcom or something that where the which is basically about domestic violence. Yeah. So this is this is a riff on that on that subject, which is, yeah, it's Deep. pretty sad. Pretty sad, but uh, but an interesting uh, way of representing it. And then, yeah, uh, I remember that show. And at the time, you know, it was it was normal to have it was pre pre politically correct memos went round to various different broadcasters. So yeah, yeah. And they also covered Dungeons and Dragons, history, staying awake for many hours, geography, genealogy, Minecraft, schools, and language. Possibly my son may have influenced the content on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just there might, might have been a little bit of influence there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, he did very well, I thought. He, he did. Uh, he kept, uh, kept the conversation going for a long time. <laughs> he did. A lot to say. And found a lot of uh, like-minded people to to uh, to talk to as well, which uh, which was great. I've had a lot of direct feedback from people who appreciated him uh, uh, being on there. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it was I, uh, uh, good. I actually, it's was interesting to listen to it as a HPR listener and trying to put my 
concern about protection of your son aside because you know at one point you have to let them fly the nest and it was great to hear the people of our community treating him with respect and uh you know <laughs> well not considering him weird which has not been uh totally <laughs> you know when he goes off uh it's hard enough to find people who find the stuff that he's interested in interesting and it was great to find that he was able to do that in hpr mm, yes 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 exactly he was he was amongst uh, people of, of similar interests and knowledge and and uh, mindset and stuff and, and uh, open to listening to it. yeah 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 well i found myself to be one as well who was who was uh, most intrigued by the the way the conversations were were going there yeah very good and of course i've done a complete 180 on the whole um, dropping that and and just moving on about the whole uh new year show when you kind of just take it as a you're sitting in at a hacker space kind of thing it really i I really do enjoy listening to the new year show afterwards yes yes Yes, me too. Me too. I've certainly enjoyed this year. It's been been really good. And in the following day, we had Rome back with an update on the Spambot Honeypot thing, which was a back in what episode was it? Uh, Do we have a link here? Let me just go to his, I'll click on his username. And when you do that, you get a list of all the shows produced by that host. And it was episode uh, three two nine six. Implement a honeypot style spam filter for your forms. And as feedback to that, there were some questions raised about accessibility issues and about uh, where it would work with screen readers and has it worked um, or not. And this was feedback on that show. So this this is a, a good one. This is like scientific we we have this theory we do it and then later we come back and we present our findings mm-hmm. yeah 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 he did a great job there found it wasn't it wasn't uh quite as straightforward to use his form with with uh i forget what it was he was using um but uh with the accessibility uh speech to to text to speech um stuff which uh, i must admit i've not tried myself um, but uh, yeah, it, it was. It, I imagine hopefully there's going to be a, a further follow up on this one because it's an, a very interesting subject. Yeah. Um, Archer seventy two uh, did some podcast recommendations on electronic podcasts, to which I deliberately, deliberately did not listen to because I was studying for my ham radio exam and could not be distracted by anything. The, the my greatest fear was that I would study something outside of the syllabus, so uh, I had to to restrict myself. But this is <laughs> some of them I know about the Ampower uh-huh. and the Hackaday podcast, Embedded FM. I haven't uh, I haven't heard. Yeah, and he made reference to Big Clive, or at least one of the podcasts yeah. he he was talking about made reference to Big Clive, who I watch. Pretty regularly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A native Scot like yourself. <laughs> uh, 
killed all the haggis for breakfast. I'm sure he's he's more native than I am, but uh, not at all, Dave. <laughs> your, your accents are almost identical. <laughs> we were having that conversation, uh, my kids and I, the other evening. Uh, as my son and my daughter, both of whom do not have much of a Scottish accent, though they say if they're in England, they they are asked if they're Scottish. And uh, my son's girlfriend, who is born and brought up in uh, in in the, the lowlands of Scotland, she does not have a Scottish accent at all. And you know, it, it's down to the parents, the parents mm-hmm. handing over these these English accents. Mm-hmm, so you know, mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a shocking thing, but it happens. There you go. Yeah. My kids with a uh, with a Roscommon accent from <laughs> from Ireland. <laughs> it's it's quite funny actually. Here in the Netherlands, you can tell if somebody's got a uh, you know bilingual, or they've gone somewhere, or they've been brought up somewhere else, or if they've learned Dutch in school. You know, it's uh, somebody then will just start talking English to you and in a completely australian accent just <laughs> australian accent or somebody with a canadian accent or a certificate accent <laughs> yeah it's amazing isn't it yeah it's really it's hard to really stick yeah if when i was learning french you you talk like inspector clouseau and then you learn a few french words and you put them in and you've got the the shape of your mouth whereas here i can't grasp your typical dutch accent you know some people can but i can't i just can't <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm shitting in the shitting room. You know, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just can't do the typical Dutch accent. It's annoying. There you go. What has that got to do? This, this week in rambling codgers. Where are we? Uh, part one all this COVID crap. Clinton Roy uh, telling us about not so much COVID stuff, but. Um, what was he doing? Well, he he said he'd been he'd lost motivation to do shows during the the COVID stuff, which which yeah. many people have have said. But he's got a new coffee pot. I think that's what he said. Was it coffee pot? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's uh, he wanted to, to 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 get back into this stuff and talk about his coffee pot and and that sort of and, and I thought that was great. It's yeah. always good to have these sort of insights into to people's lives. Into and stuff. Lives. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Good to, good to hear from him too. Yeah, and don't forget, there's the word community in our in our mantra here, community podcast network. That also means like, you know, you're coming into the hacker space and you're hanging up your coat and you're telling us about the stuff going on in your life. Yeah, Absolutely. don't be afraid to do these normal shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Is it of interest to have here, Dave? Mm-hmm. Well, I think mm-hmm. it was. I, I would say so. I would say so. And uh, yeah. Often you find that people do do enjoy that sort of just general humanity chatting to humanity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, occasionally going in the areas of uh, related to, to hacking and whatever. But yeah, whatever. I'm, I must get my wife on here again at some point to do uh, some shows about uh, uh, the the need for people to feel connected in a community. Um, to feel part of a community is mm-hmm. extremely important. Uh, she she works in the life sciences. Uh, she, her job is there's no direct uh, comparison for it. It's not a psychologist because that's uh, that's related to looking at one person. So her job is to look at 
the person requiring care in the context of their entire family, their life, their working, their living, and how they can be best helped. Uh, so instead of I have a problem, it's okay, you have a problem, but where is that coming from? And mm-hmm. how can mm-hmm. we help you with it? And, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. But as part of that, the whole needing a lot of issues are where people don't feel they've got a a group that they fit in, that the social contact that they can communicate with and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So quite a lot of that, you know, that's, that stuff is quite interesting. And anyone listen, feel free to do the show because I'm never going to get her on because she doesn't like doing podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, not uncommon to, to hear that, that response. Happened to my family anyway. Although Pocky wants to do loads of shows, so I don't know if people will be interested in hearing stuff about Minecraft and Dungeons and Dragons. So, <laughs> for the life of me, I can't find anything interesting in Dungeons. <laughs> I couldn't even get I couldn't get through that sentence with a straight face, given that we have <laughs> no other one person who listens to the show who's into Dungeons and Dragons. Are you? Well, uh, my I was chatting with my daughter about. Uh, the subject just the other day and she said well dad there'll come a time when you want to get into this stuff won't you and i went uh probably not uh probably yeah. not <laughs> she's 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 heavily into D, um so yeah. you know it's 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 a different mindset or something or other i don't know what it yeah. is and i said on there uh well you won't hear it but i'll leave that off until that I can listen to HBR shows about it, but actually going through an episode or you know doing a thing itself, I found very hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Diablo two port- portable and modding, and I had no clue what he was on about for this. So uh, I found some references in Wikipedia and basically uh, posted links to them here so that you can uh, find out what he's on about. It's about uh, modding Diablo 2, which apparently is a role-based hacking and slashing computer game developed by Blizzard North. So, and Mod Y is a mod mod program for that, and Median XL is an action RPG with extensive endgame content. There you go. There you go. Yeah, well, that's me a little bit wise (laughs) from from what you just said. But yes, I, I... I was running out of time when I was listening to that one, um, it being close to Saturday, so I didn't delve into it. But, uh, yeah, it went right over my head. Yeah, I'm just not... I'm, I'm, it's not that I don't... It was a good a good show, actually, and I was quite, inter, I'm quite interested into these modding scenes and what people do, but I just don't play games. It's a, it's a <laughs> sad, sad thing related yep. to me. It's a me thing, not a you thing. <laughs> Episode 7 of the HPR Community News. Language, the Murmur Server, Mintcast, Linux. Uh, chat about packing and selling. Free movement and Irish passports. Guess who's awake? Uh, D&D talk. <laughs> Guess who's also awake? Um, HPR shows get posted. Legos, electricity is fun. Storage, video games. Joe fixes headphones. Weather and hunting. And Honky says, I would like to thank Pokey 
for coming up with the idea of the New Year's show. Without this show, I don't think I would have ever had the courage to start podcasting. Well, that is absolutely awesome. It is, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. That is good. <laughs> And and Honky's such a such a stalwart in the podcast yeah, no. in these days. It's a it's a great thing, great thing to to, to think that uh, that was his start. I think Kevin uh, Kevin Wisher got in as well because of the uh, New Year show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And where would we be without him? Absolutely. Kevin is retiring, folks. Uh huh. Yes, this is a worrying move. <laughs> <laughs> The following day, won a show, Making Books with Linux, Part 1, and as part of a two-parter by Andrew Conway and your good self, Dave. And Andrew tells how he does it. Or was this one you, about how you do it? No, this was this was Andrew talking about his his approach and, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, back and forth about, about... Things that we've we've come up with to, to solve the problem, but uh, but it was mainly Andrew's Andrew's one, and uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Did you read his book How Scotland Works? I haven't read it as such. I have I have sort of uh, I've got a copy, um, but I haven't uh, gone into any great depth with it yet. I'm, I'm not very yeah. good at reading at the moment. I don't seem to be able to read much, so. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Just the old COVID stuff. I did. You thought it'd be a great opportunity to read. Yeah, I can't seem to keep my mind on it. But uh, anyway, yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's it's an interesting thing that he's done. And I did go to his um, uh, there was a presentation that he did in uh-huh. Edinburgh uh, when the book came out, or just prior to it being coming out, which the publisher had organised, I think. And uh, so I went to that and listened to uh, to his uh, uh, description of what the book was all about. And he had quite a quite an interested audience who who, who were asking lots of questions and stuff. So that was uh, that was good. So that's the most that I know, really, to be honest. So I think it was just uh, very close to the end of the month. So not a lot of comments on those shows as yet. So. But I found this one interesting, and your one indeed, but uh, that's for next month. <laughs> then we had uh, the InfoSec podcast, and in this one, it was about social engineering. And the podcasts were Hacking Humans, the Social Engineer podcast, the Privacy, Security, and OS Int, Open Source Intelligent Techniques podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, do you want to take the comment on that? Yep. Um Pork Chop says, recommendation. I think that those interested in the shows mentioned may also enjoy the Layer 8 podcast. It's made by Layer 8 Conference, and each episode features a different person with OS in ties or experiences, and they share stories and talk about how they got into the field. It's more entertainment rather than education-centered, so someone not familiar with the field can enjoy it and get a better understanding of what always int and red teaming are. Cool. Very nice. Yes, yes. It's uh, I I do enjoy Trey's enthusiasm in this subject. He really yeah. comes across as somebody who's who's uh, you know uh, very much very deeply into this stuff. So uh, that that certainly carries the the show for me. But uh, 
I, I must. There's so much to dig into. I haven't really yeah, had yeah. a chance to, to look much, but uh, um, I son's going to be job hunting soon. So I don't know whether it's an area that might interest him. So I'm going to going to be pointing him in this direction. Very cool. And I've found myself that uh, even the barest amount of listening to these tech podcasts is enough to uh, keep you one step step ahead of the uh, the game when it comes to uh, information security. It's very mm-hmm. good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. It, it's uh, it's an enormous subject these days, and obviously incredibly important. So uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's fascinating to see from the point of view of somebody who who used to do information mm-hmm. security as part of my job, but it was teeny <laughs> comparison yeah. to what it is now. Okay, um, so we have some shows on the previous shows. Uh, this one was on my tech beginnings from all nine L. So, do you want me to to do that one? No, no, I'll do it. That was his first show. And Archer seventy two says, "Welcome to HPR. Hi, all nine L. Few months late, but welcome. Life has a way of getting away from us. Looking forward to your next show, and don't worry too much about how you sound." No, it was a good show actually. Um, and it was good because 090L was on the uh, the New Year's Eve uh, mm-hmm. thing. I was saying that uh, he was going to do a show pretty soon, and he certainly did do that, but uh, didn't get a lot of feedback, sadly. So it's great to see some, some feedback coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think we did uh, – yeah, I – think we commented on this because I actually posted the, the comment during last month's show asking <laughs> for uh, con- who was on the kernel contributor panel. And yeah, do you want to do CRVS as well? Yes, yes. Um, so CRVS says in response to episode two of the New Year's Eve show, listening to this reminded me that I never actually listened to the interview with Ken's ISP. So uh, good. Hopefully he snuck on and uh, and listened. And that was a great show. I enjoyed that one. Um, SAO, you, Dave Morris, uh, yep. did a bit what of searching. Does... You want to read your own comment then? Okay. Uh, shall I read it? Yeah, yeah. What does SAO stand for? Because we, we were puzzling over what it was. We were trying to guess. And I said I did a bit of searching and found that SAO is... Smithsonian Astrophysical Observatory. There's a Wikipedia page, and it's pointed to it. And the comment from KG is a show all in its own right. I'd love to hear more about life as a grad student doing this kind of stuff. Absolutely. That's where we came, we came from it in the first place. And uh, Trey had a comment uh, on Taj's show about audio for podcasting equalization and Trey says thank you while I'm still using headset microphones and planning to move to get a good dynamic mic soon I tried to apply a subtle EQ enhancement to TM latest HBR recording based on your recommendations in this episode it is scheduled to air on the end of June HBR 3.3 six eight keep up the awesome work that's that and it was sounded fine didn't it it was, a, it was yeah it was great very clear yeah it was good 
And we had some comments on the mail thread. So we had a mentor uh, mentorship audio, and this was from um, uh, operator freeloader. Uh, I can help with mentorship. Best to contact me and it gives us email address. Uh, be interested in audio command line processing. I have issues leveling, so I need to do research for a bit. I know some old HPR episodes I could use for a proof of concept command line audio where there are really loud noises that need to be leveled out. Contact me if you're interested in talking about logical approach ideas for automated processing. We could do a show too if you like. Yes. Uh, logical steps will be spider HPR first 30 seconds for the audio, bad levels, frequency, noise, etc. Find the average level of the audio for the entire stream, remove click, pop, hiss, general noise reduction. Uh, this could be done programmatically. All silent, remove all silence to zero dB. Find longest area of lowest dB and make that noise profile. Combine a few detected low dBs and stitch them together to create dynamic noise profile. Level out the audio to average level. Send audio to speech to text program for automated show notes. Manual review audio show notes and repost the episode giving credit along with just text to speech audio for bad audio. Not good for ESL but heavy accents etc. Mentorship. So that was that one. Do you want to do tattoos mm-hmm, or PG? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was just cl- finding where I had to click. <laughs> Starting, this is from uh, Clatu, and he is talking about the June RPG Club. Starting 20th of June, UTC, the HPR RPG Club is going to playtest Kin, a fantasy game by Victoria Corva, who is an indie game publisher I met on the Mastodon social network. The game system uses an interesting dice as skill mechanic that I think will be particularly fun to try. And any playtesters who help have the option of being listed in the resulting book. I run games that are ardently all ages and all experience levels. As always, you, yes you, are invited to this game, whether you have experience with tabletop role-playing games or not. We're an inclusive group whose main goal is to have fun and make friends. Play at 1700 UTC Sunday and uh, he mentions the Mumble server. And uh, I'm attaching a character sheet here, but for the first session, we'll build characters together. And I think we may be moving to the other server sooner rather than later because there's, they still haven't upgraded that uh, Mumble server and some clients are starting to complain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Delwyn has a, has a server for us ready to rock, so that will be that. Then we had one other comment, and that was uh, from Robert again, Freeloader101. Anybody done DIY uh, year on the house LED? I think I got it all sortly, most most uh, based on the PDF, which is given link. Spec calculator links below. Uh, needless to say, I will be doing uh, at least a two-part series on this one, which is good to, to know. And you've got links in there. Looking for guidance on syncing controllers, even if I need to have one. Splitting voltage, splitting signals, data, guidance, safety, mainly fire and whatnot. Uh, If I fall off the roof, well, that's my bad. 
So if you know what he's on about with that, uh, which I actually do know what he's on about, might be interesting to get in touch or at least read the information that he has available here and get back to him. And I think that was it for the events calendar. Not really a lot. We have a link in there to the uh, LWN community calendar. Yeah, but mostly um, online stuff. Still, yeah, still online for lots of things. And then, unfortunately, we need to give our condolences to Randy Noseworthy on the loss of his wife last week. And I'm sure a lot of our community will join us in extending our sympathies to him mm-hmm. and yep. family at this very, very tough time. Yeah, very, very sad. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. That's... Yeah, well... What can you say? It's uh, just going on with the, with the other AOB odds and odds and ends. Um, adding shows, older HBR shows to archive.org. I managed to do a hundred in this past month just by doing a few each day, and uh, so we're, fantastic. We're, we're not too far off the the ender, I guess. You know, another, another two, three hundred. I can't remember now. Wow. Cool. Anyway. Um, so maybe more actually. Then the other one was the tags and summaries. Well, this past month it has been a bumper month because we managed to get 82 shows, um, given wow. tags, tags and summaries. And we're now at 295 that need attention. And most of that was down to Archer72, who has been sending in a lot, a lot of updates. I did a few because I wanted to get them uh, in. These were shows that I was going to upload to archive.org, but uh, Archer72 has just, just been uh, just hammering away with this stuff. Fantastic. Thanks, Steve. Yes, great. Thanks for that. That really, uh, you would, that whole tags page has become just so easy to find stuff on HBR. You know, when I, I, I've been several times in work where I've heard something somewhere and I wanted to check was that on HBR and you just type it in, jump to that, you know, F3, 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 and then you get to the to a particular section. It's absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh I, I use use the uh the tags link quite a lot myself. Yeah. It is it is extremely helpful. So that's it Dave. We've done the yes, yes we we we're done. That's the end. And I will try and try and remember that we have this recording on a Saturday. <laughs> so so sorry. it's the third time in as many months that I have completely forgotten about this show. Uh, in my defense, my excuse this month, Dave, is that uh, my battery uh, has gone on my phone and my phone's in for repair. So the uh. reminders that I have are not there. But it wouldn't matter anyway because I was over at the other house looking at cables under the floor, wondering why they just didn't do it like I was asked them to do it. Mm-hmm. But okay, mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a pain. Yes, yes. Well, never mind. It's. Uh, I managed to. <laughs> it's the first time I'd used my new phone with the, the Bluetooth headset. So 
It seems odd that it takes me so long to do these things. But they, I was wondering, who the hell is ringing me from England? Is it my brother? <laughs> but he never rings me unless he wants something. I'm not in the mood to talk about tech now. Okay, fine. <laughs> yes, yes, guess who? <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, Dave, sorry. And my wife oh, well. goes, how did you forget again? <laughs> Anyway, we got there in the end. We did. The main thing, hopefully. Anyway, tune in tomorrow. Or do you have anything else to say? I do not. Okay, then tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. Radio. (laughs) Okay. Seven threes from me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Okay. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.